Hello and welcome to episode two of the Regista podcast. And as we all know, the Regista is a more aggressive version of the deep lying playmaker, offering a dynamic and unpredictable creative outlet, constantly looking for new chances. So it kind of fits. James, I wonder how many more weeks we're going to have to say that before everyone knows that this is where the deep lying I can't even say deep lying podcast anymore, mate. It's gone. The deep lying podcast is hiding out under the Regista podcast name. James, how are, how are you today? Really good, thanks. Really good. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Um, I'm remembering the bowling ground today. It's two years since we left, so is it? Uh, I've had a minute silence this morning. I've lit a candle. Well, and, judging uh, on how the podcast tends to go, mate, you'll probably have about a two minute silence every so often in this podcast as I <laughs> ramble on about something else. <laughs> That's all right. I'll, um, I'm, you know, I, I might drop in a few, um, a few sort of memories that link to FM and Bowling Ground throughout the time and try and uh, sort of break you up a little bit this week. Oh, fantastic. Well, the, the listeners will be delighted to, to have that feature added into uh, today's podcast. Two years, though, seriously, since they, since West Ham Football Club sold its soul. What a shame. Two years today. Um, and weirdly enough, it was against Man United, wasn't it? And tonight we play Man United. Oh, yeah. Home. Yeah, it's a very, very canny, but there we are. Oh, there we go. Well, the the podcasting world doesn't like it when we talk about real life football in uh, in the in the podcast. So we just drop in the West Ham bit as often as you want, mate. I'm really struggling to get my words out today already. So this this will be a very interesting podcast today as we go on. Probably a good time to introduce the uh, the theme of the week, which is going to be when do you know it is the right time to move clubs or even start a new save. And that's coming from the fact that I don't really know what I'm doing in in the playing of FM sort of world at the moment, having had a little dabble in Malaysia uh, over the last couple of weeks and uh, moving on to South Africa as of as of yesterday. So that's been the inspiration for this week's theme. James, when do you know it's the right time to move on? Pretty much when you've not done anything useful with West Ham, I'm presuming, or or something else. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm, I'm usually quite lucky if I'm still at West Ham um, by the time I even get round to thinking about starting a new save. Ah, so getting sacked is normally your your indication that it might be time to move clubs, yeah? <laughs> More often than not, yeah. But I, 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 I try to keep one save ticking over until the next game comes out the following year. Um, but then I might start up a couple of other little saves alongside that one. Um, so as, as, as you know, I've, you know, I'm doing my Boreham save at the moment. I'm writing about that when I can. But alongside that, I've still got the West Ham save, which I occasionally dip into that I started when to, uh, FM 2018 came out. Yeah. So I still dip in, dip into that. Um, on FM 17, actually, I had one single save for the entire year. Um, and that was that uh, my famous Brentford one where I was at West Ham and got sacked and then turned Brentford into the greatest football club the world had ever seen. I thought, I thought the Brentford chat died with the Deep Line podcast. It, no, because as I just promised you at the beginning, that Brentford save included us going back to and playing at the bowling ground for a year while we had a mistake. <laughs> so, yeah, very good. Very, very, very so, good indeed, James. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So, any any opportunity to bring to, to bring that one back to life, then this is the perfect opportunity to do that. See, you you mentioned the side the whole side save thing there. At one point, when I first started writing about FM, I did I did sort of try and do the whole side save thing and be writing about two or three different ones at a time and stuff. And I just can't do it now. And I I, could, I can't necessarily say I had more free time then than I do now because I've got plenty of free time now. But I just can't do the whole cross save thing. It's just like I need one thing, and then that's it. And when that dies, then then I'll have to move on to onto something else. And I've I've I struggle even moving from an, from one club to another in a in a save. So and that's kind of the, the the problem or the the thing that's come up this week for me to to sort to suggest this theme that we're doing. So so no, I certainly can't buy into the several save things uh, sorry the several saves running simultaneously thing at the same time i know people do it and fair play to you yeah. but uh, also then having one save from the beginning of the uh of, of, of the game to the end of the game i've got so much respect for people that can do that as well and especially when that only looks like 10 seasons or something because I, i'm when i when i'm playing at, at my sort of full 
full potential, shall we say. I'd probably do 10 seasons in a, in like a few a few months if I do stay in one thing for, for 10 seasons. So to make that last an entire year and some of the stories that come from it are brilliant. I mean, I know Sano's sort of uh, one of his answers to the question of the week later is basically based around just having one save for a for an entire uh, for an entire edition but no I, I i know that i typically go through four or five if i if i'm being good but i think uh, fm18 will be probably a few more than that as well but so so no so uh, it's to do one save even at brentford as well jesus i mean that makes it even more even more impressive yeah this year i found it difficult still running my west ham save alongside my Bournemouth one because um when i was trying to get the Bournemouth up uh, the boy would say up off the ground and I'd set up my website to write about it and stuff. I, I neglected the West Ham one for a month or so. And then when I went back to it, I had to remind myself who the players were, what they were yeah, good at, exactly. what they weren't good at, how well I'd done, um, what year I was in, um, which is made a lot harder by the fact that I'm about eight or nine years in and most of my squad are uh, like sort of regions now. So um, it took a little bit of time, but you play a couple of games and then you then I remembered sort of how good we'd become and it all fell fell straight back into place. But then it was a culture shock when I went back to my boy and would save and realised how poor yeah, Bournemouth are compared to exactly. my Exactly. I think if if I mean if I was ju- I suppose if I was just playing, I'd find it a little bit easier maybe to have a couple of things on the on the go. But when you're actually sort of writing about it or even just talking about it like we are now, you sort of you, you do get more enveloped into the actual story. So to jump back into like something else and then put all your time, passion and creativity into that as well, that I guess that's where I, 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 I can't do it. And I, I don't even think I did it particularly well. I think it was FM15 when I was probably sort of doing three or four things at the same time, just when I was as keen as anything to, to do as much as I could. So, yeah, it's, it's um, as I say, I, I know there's several people who do sort of several projects on the go. And if you can do them and keep them going and keep them long enough so that the people that are following it stay with it, brilliant. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's something that I just I can't do myself anymore. So, but so other than getting sacked or it going really badly, what, what other sort of things come up for you that make you think, yeah, it's time to start a side save or a new save or move clubs within the current save or those sort of things? Well, starting a, a side save um, normally comes from something that inspires me in the real world. Um, so again, bring it back to my Bournemouth one. It's, you know, I've, I've moved to Bournemouth. I'm, I live in the area only five minutes from their stadium. So that was that was a real inspiration to me to try and take the club, take the club on. But, you know, I might I might be watching a game or, or reading up on the news and hit, listening of, you know, of a team's great academy or hearing about a team's great academy somewhere. Thinking, oh, I'd like to have a little go at that on football manager and see whether I can replicate yeah. that sort of thing. But then, you know, when it comes to actually being on the side of the side to leave club, it can be any number of reasons from falling out with the owners to just getting a little bit bored with it. Um, or, you know, or, or, or just just deciding that, you know, I've taken the club as, as, as far as I can. So, um, I, but as I've already said, it's very rare that I'll, I'll sort of just change clubs. I normally just wait until I'm sacked. I, 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 re- I yeah. rarely resign. But most of the time, as I said, it's inspiration that sort of makes me decide what, what I go and do next. Yeah, I'd agree with that in terms of starting a new save. Um, so I, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there like me that, that keep a little notebook and start jotting down potential saves for the future. Um, so you can mm. start doing your grand reveal for your FM19 save just after just after the World Cup's finished this, this year and stuff. But... Uh, no, in, in terms of, I've, I've not got a great track record of moving club within the, within the same save. So, I mean, so many times I've sort of done it and it's killed it for me. And it's it's just gone really sort of downhill from, from that moment. And I tend to regret it the minute that I've done it and, and everything. But it's, it's, it's only worked twice for me. And that once was when I was, when I was writing Johnny Cooper. And um, and it was uh, when I was going from Mansfield, spoiler alert to the, any of you that haven't actually read this book yet, you really should because... It's something to do for maybe an hour. But uh, I go from when I get Johnny wants to go from Mansfield to another club. Genuinely, the amount of 
heartache that was causing me when writing the bloody thing to decide whether I was going to take that job or that job or that job because the offers were starting to come in. It was really, really difficult, not just because the, I suppose the book depended on what happened next, but whether it was going to be a, whether it was going to kill the book, I suppose. Um, but uh, but it went, it went yeah. well. I, I, I won't give away too much, but it, it, it went well. Um, and then on, I think it was FM 16, I was doing this beating Brian sort of concept where I wanted to take a regional level club and try and replicate what Brian Clough managed to do in the decade when he managed both Derby and Nottingham Forest up until the point where he won his second um, European Cup with Nottingham Forest. And I did it with Wolves. And after I'd emulated that, I was like, well, what do I do next? I'm not just going to stay at Wolves because it's getting a bit easy in the English Premier League now. So, so I sort of, I, I resigned and didn't have any plan other than that and ended up doing a year in Brazil and then went to, to Boca Juniors in Argentina. And it worked out quite well because I came up with a tactic that I really enjoy playing as and sort of stuff. And, and that, and that went mm. pretty well until then. I think I went to Lazio, but then it must've been FM 17 came out almost at the same time. So that was always like a, a never ended story because we were doing quite well at Lazio and there was more left in that save. But because everyone else was playing the new game, I wanted to be like everyone else and start my new save on, on the new game. So never really got an ending to that one. Every other time, killed it. Absolutely killed it. And I regret it instantly. And I and I then I'm in that sort of, uh, in that box of looking for a new save. So it's... Uh, why I'm testing myself with this with this new thing that I'm doing um, over the next couple of months uh, on on FM Daily. Sounds good. Yes. Shall we throw it out to, to question of the week, and then uh, and then I'll probably tell sort of talk a little bit more about what I am actually trying to do. Um, yeah. Shall we? Let, let, let's do that, James. Let's do that. I'm presenting really badly today, James. I think the ten listeners that we have might might have something to say about it this week, and uh, there could be a petition created for you to lead it from from next week onwards but anyway let's go on to question of the week question of the week so as ever we threw out this week's question of the week to the tens of followers that we've gathered and it was when do you know it's the right time to move clubs or even start a new save and we've, we've had some really good answers so james why don't you kick us off yeah first up we've got uh at Darren Butler, 87, this is when you've had a uh, stand named after you. Uh, there's no bigger honour, nothing else left to achieve at that club. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never actually had that. Not even at Brentford did I have that. No, I've, I've, I've never had that either. If, if that's the uh, if that's the way to leave a club, then I've got a long way to go in, in my football <laughs> manager playing days yet. Uh, next one, we've got a reg- regular listener and uh, and presenter of a of a good friend podcast of ours, According to FM, at According to FM. Uh, he knows it's a time to start a new save when he gets his laptop back from the repairman. Mike's had a few laptop issues, which I can empathise with in, in recent weeks. We've got uh, Dean underscore man seven. Uh, he's, uh, Dean says, when you don't recognise any players anymore because they're predominantly regens. I think um, I think that's something definitely happens on the older championship manager ones for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I quite like it when when the sort of the, the world has changed and it's just people you don't know anymore. I quite I quite enjoy it like that. I I do, but I side a little bit with Dean on that as well. I think it depends where you where you're managing and what sort of save it is. Because like if you're in a random country like I'm often doing, a lot of the time it is new gens anyway because it's they they don't have the players on on the database. But mm. if it's all like a more I suppose a, a well-known. Let's say you're doing England or something. Um, by the point that Wayne Rooney's sort of like well gone and stuff, or or even someone sort of a little bit more sort of a, a little bit younger, there there comes a point where you think, okay, maybe per- personally, anyway. Uh, who have we got next? We got ah Daniel Gear at D Gear eighty six, also a presenter of another podcast in the in the football manager world. Uh, every new edition, unless a game-breaking bug comes out, and at FM underscore Sammer also says the same. These guys are very much one save per edition type people, and uh, and all 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 fair play to them for doing that. Uh, the, the the next one we've got is anonymous dingo at Jack underscore Wills underscore ninety five. Um, Jack says when the board cut funding despite decent balancing of the books in the past. Um, Again, I've, I've never really had that. I suppose it sounds quite unreasonable. That sounds like quite a bitter tweet from Jack as well. To be honest, that sounds like something yeah. that might have happened sort of fairly recently or in the past, and he's still harbouring a grudge over it. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
Uh, we've got Bob Priestley at Bob J Priestley. Uh, when the plan that worked for a whole season suddenly doesn't anymore just because it doesn't. I think that's happened to all of us where what was previously working doesn't work anymore and it, and it just completely ruins it for you. Uh, next up, Jim uh, Samson uh, at Mr. Underscore Jim Bob. Uh, when your virtual career is mirroring Alan Pardew's. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, if if, I, if I, my career was mirroring Alan Pardew's, I would have quit at the very beginning um, if I knew that was going to be the way I'd go. Um, he's, he's managed West Ham, hasn't he? He has managed West Ham. He, did actually, he actually did quite a good job at West Ham. But, um, it was ever since he left that it kind of went started going a little bit down here. Yeah, but he left because he thought he was getting a better job elsewhere, was he? Or did he get sacked? I can't remember. He sacked in the end, I believe. But he took us to an FA Cup final, got us promoted. Um, yeah. Ninth in the Premier League, I think. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he tried quitting his own career now. It's gone a little bit pear-shaped, hasn't it? That ninth place in the Premier League, just, just going into the real world, just briefly, that ninth place in the Premier League must be the spot that you, you avoid finishing in at all costs. Because I'm thinking about clubs that have like become regular ninth place and they it's close enough to the top bit where they go, yeah, we'll have a go at that. And probably the manager we've got isn't the man to take us there. I think if Stoke, I mean, Hughes got them to ninth place three times in a row or something. And um, West Brom finished ninth under Pulis and sort of things like that must be that you, you must avoid ninth place because that's when the board want a little bit more and you're on your way out. I wonder if that's the same with football manager. Yeah, maybe. We've got uh, Jamie Brackpool at Jamie Brackpool. This is a good one, this one. When, when your home life is taking a nosedive and your wife is threatening to leave you, the youth academy is in ruins. There are rumours of Sam Allardyce taking over your job. Players are turning up to training wasted and Jamie Garrett Carragher won't stop bashing you on Monday night football. That is the time to leave your club and start a new save. Yeah, I think that's. I think that would be a, yeah. a fairly big sign. Definitely, definitely. Over, over in Slack, we've got uh, Andre Sinclair. When the board say you need twelve points in the next five games, and I, I, I think anyone would be lying if they, they've never had that before. I've I've had that, and it's it's. Uh, I got sacked. So yeah, that was Brescia sacked on FM eighteen beta. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've only ever managed to do that once. Um, a friend of mine actually did this. He had this recently, um, and he got the twelve points in five games. And they oh, still you no! Know. Yeah, he got. He needed a point in his fifth game, and he got it, or, or something like that. And they and they ended up just they they still sacked oh, him. Oh, oh, that that's just that's just nasty. That's nasty. I mean, it's yeah. unrealistic in the first place. If you're if you're a, if you're having a crap run and then you're expected to get twelve out of the next five, that's unrealistic anyway. And then to do it and get yeah. sacked? Yeah. Yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. Uh, we've got uh, Jim G underscore FM. He said for him it's a pretty simple one. When the fun stops. Jim sounding quite responsible here. If uh, if I find myself daydreaming about other clubs and losing the passion for the one that I'm at, he usually gives himself a deadline. If after another five to ten games, if he still feels the same, he'll resign. The grass is always greener on the other side, maybe. I think actually I... I, I tend to understand where Jim's coming from there because if you are starting to think about other clubs and other saves and oh wouldn't it be good if I was doing this or trying that it probably suggests a bit like relationships really um, that it's uh, it's time to maybe call it a day mm. uh, the the next one up on Slack is uh, Ubeep uh, it says oh, I always start with no qualifications and usually semi-pro so a big factor for me early on is getting the badges I'll start blocking that personal development I start looking elsewhere I quite like that that's um, that's quite a committed way of, way of playing it um, definitely but also you know it's quite it makes it a lot more realistic it? well that's it really isn't it I mean that that is that is taking sort of proper realism to it and you think I one thing I've always wanted to do but I've never actually done because I, I get bored after about five or six seasons is start as as you be saying start with no qualifications and start right at the bottom and then sort of take a job uh, that goes higher up higher up higher up and sort of like start at the bottom and see if you can end up managing one of the big boys and I'm sure lots of people do it and, and everything but I, I just always like that story of trying to take a team from the bottom and take the team up as, as you go on rather than taking mm. the next job next job and I'm, I'm looking to change that in in what I'm about to do but but yeah I, I really like that and if the club does start blocking your personal development in the real world you, you would move on wouldn't you if you thought your boss wasn't going to back you and help you develop you, you're going to take another job yeah I mean got uh, in the real world gone are the days where 
managers stick around at one club for, for longer than two or three years. Obviously now now Wenger's left Arsenal as well. I mean there there aren't many of those around now, are there? So it's quite a, quite a cool idea to to be sort of more make the save more about you as your virtual manager and not yeah. just about the club. Yeah, team. definitely, like definitely. Well, that's uh, some excellent answers to the question of the week, there, folks. Thanks ever so much for for taking part. Uh, we're going to move on to everyone's favourite segment, FM Tip of the Week. Here's your tip of the week. Hello, guys. I'm back here with another hint and tip of the week. Hope you enjoy. Once the tutoring assignment has finished, both players enter a cooling off period where they cannot be involved in further tutoring. I guess this is because their brains are fried and they can't take any more human interaction whatsoever. Like, why do they need to cool off? Uh, Do these guys sit at the opposite ends of the lunch table or something? Why can't they cool off tutoring someone else in the process? It's it's classic FM. Like, for instance, do do you and James cool off for a week after every pod? Probably not. You probably talk during the week, right? No? You don't? Okay, I'll go now. And that was FM underscore Grasshopper with uh, with a new, original and hopefully completely different to any of the ones that we've put out before, FM Tip of the Week. So James, we're going to move on to five things that, that tell us it's the right time to move on in the save or starting a new save. And uh, what's number one this week? Number one is you find yourself spending a lot of time thinking about somewhere else. So, you know, if you've got your eye on a, on a bigger club, I, I presume, you know, if you, or if, you know you, you're inspired by something else, then um, it's normally the time to start thinking about leaving. Yeah, I, that's definitely the one for me, which is probably why I've scribbled it down as, as number one. I, I, I tend to know that it is time to move on if something else feels like something I'd rather be doing than, uh, than, yeah. than the, the, the team that I'm, that I'm with at the moment. And to be honest, that normally only really comes about when it's started to become a bit repetitive or the challenge is too difficult for me. I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a manager who really likes losing sort of too much. So, uh, so as soon as it starts to go a bit, a bit tricky, then I start looking elsewhere, quite honestly. <laughs> Uh, number two, we've got, uh, you've achieved everything you set out to achieve. Now, I know lots of people, and like myself, who, when they start a save, like to write down a list of things they want to get out of this save, sort of like a, a target or or just things that they want to do or rules that they want to stick to when, they're, when, when, you, when you're taking over a club and going at it for the first time. And um, so once you've done, well, done all that, it might be then the, the time to move on. I I know the last time that I actually got to that end goal where I did achieve everything that I wanted to achieve and it was FM15 and it was uh, was with Wolves and we'd we'd uh, match Brian Clough uh, pretty much every single step of the way and beaten him over over matching what he'd done and that that was the the last time I had that glorious glow of achieving what I actually wanted to achieve in an FM save. I can't think of anything since then that has got even close to hitting those glorious targets that I set out at the start of each each save that I do. What have you have you ever finished in a blaze of glory, James? Not not that I can remember. I mean, I'm I'm not one to really set any sort of specific targets as, as such. I mean, a lot of the targets that I set that I would give myself are just to to win to win as many trophies as I can and be, be as successful as I can. So you got into um, boring wood, though. So you're telling me that you haven't got any any sort of targets or vision where you'd like this to go. You're literally just taking every single win as it comes because it could well be your last one. To to an extent, obviously the 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 ultimate uh, aim or goal is is for us to to be promoted and, and eventually hit the Premier League. Um, so far, that's going pretty well, but. I didn't, not at the very beginning did I go, right, this is where I want to be in two years' time, three years' time. It was just a case of, right, we're going to this season where we predicted to be, okay? Um, And I spoke about this briefly on on last week's episode, you know, it's just, um, just, just trying to just continue us punching above our way for as, as long as possible. Good stuff. Well, you can tell us a little bit more in a, in a minute about how it's, uh, how it's going in, uh, in leafy Hertfordshire. Uh, what's number three? Number three is uh, when the fun has stopped, uh, but when booting up FM feels like something you should do rather than want to do. Um, 
I don't. I mean, I've been. I've had this a couple of times before where um, I've either got bored of a save or um, I just I, I lose a little bit of passion for it after a while uh, for whatever reasons. Normally, reasons I can't put my finger on. Um, it's probably time to maybe turn the turn the computer off, turn the laptop off, and then go back and start something fresh after a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I have this one quite a lot actually. Uh, I think also, especially when sort of most of my, uh, almost all of my FM sort of playing is linked to writing about something or talking about something and all that sort of, all that sort of side of it. If, um, if you, if you're doing that and, and it's not fun or that particular save isn't fun, it's sort of, it's, it's time to, for me, it's time to start something different. And I used to worry about, well, what about the three people that might be reading this story and enjoying it and stuff? Well, it's like, well, in the days is you're, you're the person who's investing time and effort in, in your spare time, in your fun time to, to, mm. uh, to, to do or to do this. And I, I, I don't worry anymore if, if, a, if a save has come to an end or the story or, or whatever it is, it just isn't there anymore. Then, then just call it a day, quit it and, uh, and start something mm. different. What have we got for number four? Ah, num- number four. I like this one because the, I'm, if we're all honest and and if we're in the in the sort of the the game of sort of telling our stories and doing doing sort of content and all that sort of side of it, this thought crosses our mind. And if it doesn't, you're lying to all of us. Come on, you find yourself wondering if people will believe your save has been corrupted. So if you it's it, the the fun has stopped and you want an easy get out of your uh, of of how to end your story. It's amazing how many how many saves do end up being corrupted on what is otherwise quite a stable game. And I'll hold my hand up and be honest. I've used that excuse. I've I've used the excuse of the file the file being absolutely knackered and I can't load that save anymore. When actually all I wanted to do was to start something else. And I'm not too proud to to admit that lie to people. Uh, I'll be honest and say that I've never used that excuse. But you, you, you don't need to, James. You're you're a one saver, an addition sort of guy. You you start side saves. You you do you do it in a different way. I haven't. Um, I don't. Obviously, I've only really just started writing about it again. So if ever I've needed, it, I've never really had needed an excuse to tell people that I've stopped playing. I tell you what, that does remind me though that even even back in the Championship Manager days, years and years and years ago. If I was to finish, it's to finish, and uh, this without writing with it, this is in my own messed up little head as a, as a teenager or whatever it was. Even if I wanted to sort of stop a save and start a new one, I needed to have a convincing story in my own head for that to be acceptable. So, and if there wasn't an acceptable reason, then I, I had to continue the save. God, it's amazing the things that you remember when you start talking yeah. about stuff like that. Now, I absolutely remember having to have a reasonable excuse to myself in my own little head to leave a save and start something, start something new. And and people wonder why now at the age of nearly 40, I'm still writing about my football manager games at the, nearly the age of 40. I suppose the, the real worry there then is if you start actually questioning your, your own excuses and start believing them. Oh, God, yeah. De- definitely, but 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 you but you do but you do. I mean, don't forget the whole reason when I when I wrote Johnny Cooper, I didn't have any clue that any of this football manager community existed. I didn't know that there was other people out there crazy enough to to write down what they're doing on their computer game and making stories out of it. It was I thought I'd come up with an incredibly original idea, which was somewhat misguided. But we have those stories in our heads, but if before we're even writing them down on on paper or putting them on a blog or anything, we're having those conversations in the press conference, in the shower, on the toilet, when 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 the missus is shopping. Yeah. We we are a little bit different. So there's no point pretending that we're all normal, sane human beings. We're creative people that are having very strange conversations that we're justifying in our own heads before we go as far as putting them on paper. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's that sounds about fair. Yeah, we, we, and there's no there's no shame in that. That's absolutely that's absolutely fine. It's what makes us special and why people love us, or at least what we what we hope is is love, in <laughs> in some ways. But no, I I really do remember that even back on like the very early Championship Manager days, going as far as I can't take over that I can't do that club as that save because there's no logical reason why I would be manager of Newcastle United. <laughs> like what what kind of logical reason could there be for me at the age of 14 being manager of Newcastle United it doesn't matter if Kevin Keegan was doing well or not 
mean, yeah, exactly. So, so that my early saves on on Championship Manager or Football Manager would have had to have had a good reason for that manager leaving, so I could take over. Absolutely mental. Absolutely, absolutely nutcase. Anyway, what's number five, James? Number five is um, when Football Manager nineteen has been released. Um, I'm sure everyone's beginning to really start looking forward to to the next edition. Are people, oh, well, that's an interesting comment. I wonder if people are looking if people are looking forward to FM nineteen already. It's only May for crying out loud. I know, but I mean, from from my own point of view, it's round about now when when the real world, the, the football season begins to end. That I start thinking about, oh, I wonder how good the next game's going to be. Really, um, and particularly throughout the transfer window, when you know all these all, all, you know, all the transfers are going on, you might get get an unknown player come over and sign for Premier League club. Yeah, I suppose. And I'm always, I can't wait to see how good he's going to be on on Football Manager. No, that, that that's um, yeah, I, I get. That. You know, it's only always in the back of my mind. I always think, right, you know, and and, and sort of keeping keeping with this similar to the thing that we've got this week is that I always start thinking about okay who would be a good team to to play to play with on the on the next game depending on sort of what they're up to in the real world. I mean I know I always take on West Ham that's you know well documented but there's always another team I think oh you know I might have a go at them as well. No that's fair I, I, can, I can I can understand that. I can understand that. I was just thinking God oh, Christ that was May and sort of like looking forward to FM nineteen. I suppose because if I in my mind I'm in May well, there's probably another two or three saves for me yet before the um before the the next edition comes in, so I'm not looking that far ahead to FM19 sort of yet. But if you are a one a one save as, as sort of a, a game person, and again credit to you, then I suppose yeah it would be sort of make sense that you you chronologically sort of thinking thinking in that respect and stuff. But there, there are going again going to be some interesting teams to to manage next season, especially even if you just think in England with the sort of the teams that go down and the sort of teams that have gone up. Even at the end of this season, there's going to be a few a few good clubs in different places to have yeah. a crack at, and that's just in England. Yeah, cool. Well, look, there's your, there's your five things then that that might be little clues to tell you that it's time to move on, either within the save or or start a new save, and that that sort of takes us on to to Jamesy to tell us a little bit more about how Boreham Wood is going, and then I'll then I'll tell you a little bit more about uh, what I'm going to try and do over the next few weeks. So, James, Boreham Wood, update us. So I know I said last week that um, I would have I would have finished season two, but I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I've had a I've had a busy week um, or busy ten days, so I've been held up a little bit. But we're about five games off from the end of the season, and I'll be extremely disappointed if we don't go up. We're in the we're in the top three of League Two. Um, we're about six points clear of fourth, so we're in an automatic promotion spot. Uh, and we're currently battling with Colchester for the title, um, which is a lot better than I thought we would be doing. Nice one. So, and Colchester seem to be doing what Orient did in my first season. They seem to start they're starting to drop drop a few points um, in silly games. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can secure a second league title in two years. But uh, even an automatic spot, even if you know you would be going third. Um, I'll be more than delighted, given that you know I was I was kind of roughly just I had mid table in my head, um, given the the colour of players that I had as I spoke about last week. But um, some of the some of the free signings I've made have been have been an absolute dream, um, particularly up front. So uh, I'm, as I said last week, I'm hoping to get that episode up on my website, sort of hopefully by the end of the weekend. Um, and everyone can see whether we did make it or not. But I, I, I would be very surprised if we don't make it. We should be in League One next should season. Be. Six points clear with five to go. That should be, that should be definitely. Changing. Yeah, I mean, unless like a, a mental like Liverpool, Liverpool-esque collapse happens, um, we should, we should be right. We should be fine. But then it's, but then the, the real work starts because we're in League One. Um, better, much better teams than League Two. You got sort of three, three teams being drummed down from the Championship, but. Are going to be pretty strong, um, and I'm pretty. I think Sunderland are still in that league as well. So we're coming up against the likes of yeah. Sunderland, um, which would be pretty crazy. But uh, it'd be good for the bank balance as well because we're beginning to fall into a little bit of debt, Chris. So um, it's, it's it's not to the point where I'm worrying about it, but we we need a little bit of an injection of cash. So 
uh, a promotion will do us the world of good. So, and, and who's your, who's your star man been this season? Who's who's leading the way? It's it's my Italian winger um, come striker. I'm playing that position. Uh, Di Girolamo. Uh, he scored. I think he's on 32 goals now in all competitions. Jeez, really? Yeah, and no, I mean he's 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 supposed to be a winger, but I'm playing him as an advanced forward, and he's smashing them in. Uh, that must feel good. That must feel good, spotting the potential, or even just just throwing him up there because you had no one else. That was to pretty do. much what I did. It worked. <laughs> but um, I've got I've got a few others. My, my winger, my right winger, Connor Thompson. I've got, got him on a free transfer in the season before. Um, he's been brilliant. I mean, the amount of assists he gets, crazy. Um, a couple of lone players come in, but it's it's the the majority of the team have been really really good. Uh, there isn't really been any, you know, stat apart from Dizzy Ramo tends to be scoring all the goals. They've all been pretty good. Ollie Lee in midfield. Um, I've got a guy on loan called Luke Maxwell, who is superb. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going really well. It's going really well. I'm gonna I'm gonna write about a few of them in a little bit more in, in depth because they're, I'm I'm beginning to develop a love for these individual players, probably which what, what you know, it's getting a little bit unhealthy. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. To the point where I've been Googling and looking out for some of these young players in yeah. what they're up to. Um, so, yeah. And, of course, Bournemouth Born are going to Wembley, aren't they, in, in real life? Um, they've got, they are going to Wembley. Have, yeah. have, you been, have you been invited to uh, to give a team talk before the game or anything daft like that? I haven't, no. I mean, they, they, tweet, they tweeted not long ago that it's their first ever time at Wembley. <laughs> um, and I, I, tr- I had to refrain from actually correcting them and go actually no I took you to Wembley about a month yeah. ago uh, in the FA Trophy final but you know I thought I'd give, give them their limelight I'll let them have it um, and hopefully on Saturday they they beat Tranmere in the final and get themselves into League 2 and replicate the, my success uh, on Definitely. Football Manager Are you, you going to go? Have you, have you actually gone to see any Wood games yet since you've been managing them? Uh, I went to one a couple of weeks ago they were playing Sutton no, not Sutton. It wasn't Sutton. It was um, that was the one I couldn't get to. It was Geisley. I went to play Geisley at home about two or three weeks ago. One four two. It was and Bruno Andrade scored, which um, gave me a lot of mixed feelings. I actually walked past him <laughs> in the clubhouse before the game, and I had I, I had to stop myself from like sort of just stopping him and going, "Mate, why did you leave us so soon?" Because um, I thought that probably yes, yes, as with weird. Bruno, I would imagine, but. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped myself from doing that, but yeah, it was it was good fun. I try and get out of there, but I mean, it's quite expensive. It's almost almost twenty quid a ticket. Is it really? So to get over there all the time is a little bit impossible, particularly with you know I've got a season ticket at West Ham as well. So juggling bikes is a little bit expensive, but I get over there. And the season tickets is still still going for hundred quid. If they get into League Two, that's a hundred pound for a season ticket for League Two football. So I'm considering doing that anyway. Very nice too. Well, not nowhere near as interesting as your sort of football manager playing at the moment. I um, I completed two seasons in Malaysia with Kuala Lumpur. Uh, got promoted in the first season, obviously. Uh, and then in the second season, uh, missed out of winning the title at the first attempt by one single point, which was, which was very disappointing. Ouch. And uh, we were neck and neck all through the season. We had a bit of time at the top. They had a bit of a time at the top. And it was sort of going back and forth, back and forth. And then um, we uh, just, our, our form hit a bit of a rocky patch uh, with a few games to go, but they had a load of games in hand. And it was that annoying sort of bit where our season finished, I think it might be four games before they did. Uh, and the, we needed them to lose two of their last four for us to, 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 to take the title. Uh, I can't remember exactly how the points worked out, mm. but it was that annoying bit where sort of like you, 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 sort of you finish your season, you hit and continue. Uh, and then it's their game thinking right this will be the one where they drop the points and they do and you think yeah come on we're in here we're in we're going to win this and then you need it to happen again. and they win that next one think, oh no I oh, know and in the end yeah they uh, they needed to win their last game to leapfrog us by one single point and they absolutely battered the team there was no there was no sort of last minute winners or anything like that I think they won their last game 6-1 or something ridiculous so uh, so that dream was over uh, and I, in the course of that, though, I was thinking mainly because um, uh, I don't think there was a lot of money to be made in, in Malaysian football, uh, legally anyway. Um, I decided I was going to go on a bit of a, a, a tour of the world 
um, and I'm going to go to only to countries that I've never ever managed in before because I've all, I've done lots of I've done lots of sort of random places but they've always been on full fat football manager where you can get like a, an extended database in or custom database in and sort of like open up a league that you don't get out of the box what I've never done really is actually gone only to countries that you get out of the box and you can only do that on FM touch because there's no sort of like custom database bits so I'm going to I'm going to spend some time in countries that I've never managed in before so after the disappointment of, uh, of Malaysia uh, I added South Africa into the mix because um, I've randomly, although it's quite a, it's, it's a very passionate football country, I've never managed there in any capacity ever. So, uh, so I added them in and I took over as manager of Bloemfontein Celtic uh, because they had a nice kit and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, they've got a bit of history. I think they, they won the league years and years and no. years ago. But instead of writing about my save story as such, I'm going to do some guides to the setup of these random leagues that people may not actually go and manage in too often and, and sort of share some of the experiences and the things that I've learned from spending a bit of time in each of them. Uh, and hopefully some people might be inspired to go and have a crack at places like Malaysia and South Africa and wherever I end up next uh, off the back of that. And I think we're seven or eight games into my first season in Bloemfontein. And um, uh, we've we've had a good start. I think we're second in the league, and we're through to the next round of the cup or something. So, but I really like the team. We've got some very quick players, uh, and the, uh, the 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 attacking football that we're playing is really good to watch at the moment. Um, we saw some, some direct passing and people just sprinting past the opposition, and uh, scoring some lovely goals. So it's good fun so far. Sounds good. I mean, how do you how do you settle into playing playing the game in a different country? Um, I always find it a lot harder because when when I take on saves in England, even though it's a team that I don't know, I don't know many of the players, um, I still, because it's, it's quite weird to, to, to describe it, because I'm managing in England, I feel a lot more comfortable and at home with how, how yeah. the setup is, how the leagues work. Uh, and I've got a rough idea of how the, what the, who the players are and, and sort of how good I'm supposed to be. Um, but how do you sort of just settle in in somewhere like South Africa, for instance, or Malaysia? Um, d- does it take you a little while to get your feet under the table longer than it would be if you were managing closer to home? Yeah, no, it, it definitely does. And I think the point for me is when I know the name of the player who's playing central midfield without having to look kind of kind of tells me that I've got a bit of an attachment to the team. Because yeah. it takes it takes because you, you're right. I, I wouldn't be able to. I still now wouldn't be able to list tell you any player that plays for Bromfontein Celtic at all. But in I reckon probably halfway through the first season, maybe a little bit longer, I'd probably be able to tell you what my preferred eleven is without looking because you sort of, you, you get so attached to these these players. I know that our striker is bloody good and I like him and I think his name might be McKenna, but I can't tell you that for for guaranteed yet. And and so on and so on. I think after a while you start you, then you'll know who your main rivals are and sort of that and you'll know who the who the players and the other teams are a little bit though I've never been particularly good at in the random countries knowing who the other team's players are you start to realise that one guy might score against you every single time and, and stuff like that so it, so it definitely takes a little bit of time but I really really enjoy it I, I, I do really enjoy being somewhere off the beaten track I get a lot more fun from doing that than for myself being in England for example I think it's just I don't know I, I can I like doing England saves but I have to start right at the bottom I, I, I really do struggle going in anywhere anywhere that's relatively well known in, in a well-known league it's just my own personal sort of way of playing but after after a bit of time you really do sort of grow an attachment so my challenge for this is then being able after maybe three or four seasons or maybe even two seasons or maybe even one season depending on how that year goes then moving on to another country that I've not managed in before and keeping that and, and I'm going to try and challenge myself to try and keep this up until the end of um, up until the end of uh, FM18 because it's just something that I've not done before and it's quite challenging when I've played as many games and as many saves as I've done over the last few years to find something that's actually a bit different for me because I found myself going back to maybe Germany and maybe someone like uh, uh, Hansa Rostock or, or Carl Zeiss Jenner clubs that I've managed in the past or I might have ended up going over here and doing this and it all felt very very samey for me and writing about what I'm doing as well is going to, would have felt very, very safe mm. for me this time as well. So that's why I'm going to try and mix it up and do some sort of guides to some random leagues and stuff, and uh, and just sort of uh, try and be try and get my 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 style of writing across in a slightly more helpful way 
than, than I've been doing just by narrating what I'm doing at the moment. So, so yeah. And also, don't forget, this might all get very, very boring by the end of the week, and I've got something completely different going on by next week because that's just the way that I, this is the way that I work. Fair enough. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. I look forward to hearing more about it. Indeed. Thank you. So we're going to move on now to the community roundup and our good friend at Long Ball Foot. The community roundup. It's time for the Regista's very own community rundown curated and brought to you by at Long Ball Foot. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter. Remember and get in touch, though, if you have anything you'd like to recommend, please. It'll make my life ten times easier. Up first, we head to Sterling with FM underscore Samo, where he's bought the in-game editor. Insert that dramatic music now. Don't worry though, he's only got it for one very specific reason, as Albion have moved home. And to honour their new home, Samo got himself a wee housewarming party organised with a very familiar guest. To find out who it is, head over to occasionalfootballmanager.wordpress.com for more on that one. And we stay in Scotland with our next recommendation with at FM underscore Loudrop. He's continued his excellent start with chronicling his Rangers save. This time out, it's the transfer window as he goes through the changes he's made to his Rangers squad. And boy, does some of them need it. At FM underscore Loudrop for more of that one as well. One of the big things lots of players of Football Manager want to try and master is the art of developing a successful transfer policy. Fortunately, at Mary Guido has attempted to explain how he goes about transfers with his Fortuna Sittard side. From signing to sell to finding the right time to buy, it's a wonderful series of posts and typical brilliance from Guido. Head on over to strikerlist.com for more. Remember at Realtime FM? Yes, the FM13 Realtime site is back after a three-year hiatus, and it's time for a series of catching up. At the time of recording, he's up to F, where he's talking the FA Cup, Fulham, and FIFA rankings realtimefm.wordpress.com for more on what's happened in the last three years. And finally, in a move to secure my spot in this segment for the rest of time, I recommend something a little off the beaten track. Ever fancied managing in Malaysia? No? Well maybe you should because the host of this very show has done an excellent guide on managing in the Asian nation. It's very good and earned me a tenner for plugging it. Chris, you can send that money whenever you want. Footballmanagerdaily.com to see more of that. And that'll wrap up this week's Community Rundown. So that pretty much wraps up episode two of the Regista FM podcast. James, uh, have you got anything else you want to add to today's podcast? No, not from me, Chris. All good. Good stuff. And uh, was, we, we can't go a second podcast without pointing out the fact that James sounds like he's recording from the toilet um, at, the, at the moment. But he, he assures me that he's not recording from, from the toilet at footballfancast.com. No, I'm, I'm not on the toilet. I'm in, a, I'm in a room of ridiculously high ceilings. Now, is it really, really high ceilings or are you actually incredibly short? Um, it could be a bit of both, actually, to be fair. I'm, I'm not the tallest of the guys, but no, these ceilings are, are very, very tall. So they're very high. So um, I'm going to try. Um, you gave me some advice earlier to, to record with a pillow over my head. So I'm going to bring a pillow with me next time for episode three. And you, I'm sure your boss will be delighted to, to see one of his members of staff walking in with a, with a <laughs> pillow uh, for, for a full day's work. But uh, I'm sure you can get away with the excuse that you're going to be recording a football manager podcast uh, yeah. later in the day. See, most people in the world wouldn't be able to get away with saying that they're going to be recording a football manager podcast during the course of their working day. And we, we are incredibly lucky to be able to, to no. use that as an excuse no. and get away with it and be grown men. So we should we should pay respect to that fact. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a very, very privileged position. Now, if, guys, listeners, if you have got any creative solutions to uh, to how we can we can help James sound a little bit more like he's in a professionally creative recording studio um, over the next few weeks. That would be wonderful. Please keep them sensible-ish and clean uh, because it, it is a family show and we will read the best ones out and maybe even... That's what we could do, James. We're struggling. We're struggling for ideas already on how we can keep this podcast fresh and interesting. And I've had a great idea live on air. What we're going to do over the next few weeks is that we're going to take a random idea from one of the listeners about what you can do to sound like you're not in the toilet and you're going to do it for the entire podcast and we're going to see if it has an effect. How does that sound to you? Okay. Even if it is, you have to sit on a goat, then we are going to do the best that we can to make that happen. Yeah, if someone can find a goat for me, then 
yeah, yeah I'm, I'm all for I'm all for recording the Regista uh, FM podcast on a go. Fantastic. So, guys, that's something for you to do between now and the next episode. I'd like to give us an idea how many people are listening. Tweet us in your very best ideas of what you think could help James sound like he's recording a little bit more professionally over, over the coming weeks. And we will definitely do one a week until we find something that works. Brilliant. James, so where can people find out more about you? Um, people can find me on uh, at James Jones FM on Twitter and you can read more about my Bournemouth journey on jamesjonesfm.com. What about you, Chris? Where can we find you? Uh, for the Football Manager Twitter stuff, at Ronnie Dog FM. Uh, all these guides that I'm currently writing are going up on footballmanagerdaily.com. Uh, and if you want to follow in the other sort of football stuff that I do, it's at Chris Darwin, RDM, as in Chris Darwin, Ronnie Dog Media. Uh, guys, thanks ever so much for listening today. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, see? See, it's gone again, James. I'm struggling to put words in the right order, or even letters in the right order today. Try that again. Subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Register FM Pod and check out the website footballmanagerdaily.com. I really should go now because this has been one of the worst presenting experiences I've ever had in my life. Uh, we've been the Register Podcast and we. we, <laughs> we <laughs> Oh my word. We're going to leave this in because honestly, honestly, this is so bad. We have to leave this in. None of this, none of this well-recorded rubbish. We are going to get it warts and all today, guys. We have been the Regista podcast and we will be back in our usual Friday slot next week. And I am not old enough to need new teeth, but maybe I should go and get some. It sounds like you've been on the go today. Mate, as a, as a recovering alcoholic, I shouldn't be drinking. And I promise you, I have not been doing so. <laughs> so absolutely no chance that has got to do anything with it. I would like to say it's the sun in Spain, but we've not even really had too much of that. I, I, I can't put it down to, to anything other than just being a bit crap this week, guys. I do apologise. See you next Friday. 